Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Thanks for listening. So, as we come to the end of 2018, sneaking up on 2019, which is very close to 2020, can you believe it? A decade. So, this is kind of the time of the year. Uh, Among the festivities of Christmas and the holiday season which hopefully you're having a fantastic time and hopefully you're in a church that has plenty of get-togethers with people and sharing stories and food and and fellowship with each other hopefully you're doing that if you're not please do please do because this is this is really one of those warm fuzzy kind of times of the year. And even if you're not a warm fuzzy person, I get it. I mean, I've got some friends and that don't get out much. They're not warm fuzzy people, but they still like to go and get with other people, and it's important because that's how you be the church, you know. But this time of the year interesting because we start looking back at the year kind of evaluating a few things you know hopefully the year brings you to a sense of generosity (laughs) this is also a really huge time of the year people give we should give all year but this is the time where uh, I mean you know the Christmas season we think about God and his giving of Jesus to us. And hopefully that brings, you know, feelings of generosity to us that we could share with other people. But as you're thinking, there's something I want to encourage you to do. And that is, if you don't already do this, find some verses in the Bible and I've got verses, you know, that, that I love that, that speak to me. The entire Bible speaks to me, but these kind of attach themselves because I, I tell myself, this is one I want to live by. Or this one speaks to me more than, you know, I think the Spirit's impressing this verse on me, which means maybe there's something in me that needs a little work or... Or maybe it's comfort. We sometimes forget the Holy Spirit. Jesus called the Holy Spirit a comforter. A comforter. Uh, the actual New Testament word, the Greek word, is paraclete. And it sounds a lot like parakeet, right? And and the whole, uh, if, if you remember parakeets on a pirate's shoulder, you know, sitting there... Uh, that's a horrible uh, thought to use on the Holy Spirit, but uh, but it's but it's a phrase that means alongside of. So the Holy Spirit is there not as a bird sitting on your shoulder, but as a friend. 
as, as an all-powerful friend and teacher, who's there to comfort you? So if their verses, as you, you know, reading, uh, mark them, you know, make a little list. A lot of times we get really caught up in these memory verse lists, uh, and they're great. But here's the thing. We remember what connects with us. And if there are certain verses that really connect with you, write that verse down because if there's something that's really connecting it with you, it may be the Spirit telling you something, but also it becomes easier to remember. One book that I like uh, a lot uh, is Proverbs. Proverbs, why? Because I tend to be get a little practical uh, in a lot of ways. I want information, and I want you know, I want things that uh, they'll help make me better, make my life better, make me better with other people. And Proverbs is jam packed with that kind of stuff. Uh, specifically, the verses, and this is just a set that I'll share with you. This is I've got several other verses that I like to focus on, but this one just whoom in my head a lot. It's a set of verses. They're not very long though. It's Proverbs chapter thirty and verse seven, eight, and nine. Now it's almost a story. It's almost like a story. And the guy that wrote this particular set, his name is Augur, A-G-U-R, Augur. In fact, uh, Proverbs uh, chapter 30, verse 1 says, The words of Augur, the son of Jacob, the oracle. The man said unto Ithiel, and unto Ithiel and Ukel. Wow, those are some heavy words, right? But anyway, that's at the beginning. The verses I'm focusing on, Proverbs chapter 37, 8 and 9, and they read this way. And I'm using the, uh, in this situation, the English Standard Version. It says, uh, verse 7, and this is him talking to God, actually. I love that, 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 that dramatic dialogue. It says, two things I ask of you. Deny them not to me before I die. Remove far from me falsehood and lying. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is needful for me. Lest I be full and deny you and say, Who is the Lord? Or, lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. Now, here's the reason why that just grabs me. It's about balance. And it's about a realization of the human condition. I love it. Um, it's not that the whole Bible's not that way. It's just this is kind of, boom, grabs you. Or... At least it does to me. 
So first of all, he's he's asking he's not he doesn't have like a, a laundry list, you know, a grocery list or whatever of things he's going to ask God for. Gimme, 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 gimme. He's not doing that. Uh, a lot of times when we, when we talk to God, that's what we got. We have this huge grocery list of stuff we want. You know, give me that, give me that, give me that. Especially Christmas time. <laughs> but anyway, he says just two things. And he says, I ask of you. And in the Hebrew, it is really a heartfelt entreaty. I mean, just not a begging, but pretty close where he's really anguished about he's just you know just just a pleading to God and he says please don't deny these to me before I die so he wants this to happen on this side you know he's not thinking of this as okay I'm on my deathbed give them to me there no he wants he says let me put these into practice <laughs> the first thing he says, is remove far from me falsehood and lying. Now, this is an interesting thing from, from a Hebraic standpoint because, and this is why I love Hebrew and, 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 and Jewish culture so much, is because it can mean two things at the same time and still be, and still be totally correct. So, remove far from me falsehood and lying. Now, when you first read that, uh, in the West, we tend to think, oh, well, that's about me and, and my lying, because it's all about me. Not necessarily. This is also about outside influences. So you have to think, remove from me falsehood and lying. You got to think about it outside your body, and you got to think about it inside your body. Outside your body. You don't want people around you. lying and cheating you. So this, on one hand, is a man asking God, Augur is asking God, keep these people from me, God. Don't let people use me and lie to me and wish me death and destruction. Please keep them far away from me. That's that's one half of it. And on the other hand, it's also, please keep falsehood and lying out of me. Because, uh, in fact, uh, some versions, uh, the, the KJV, King James Version, puts it this way, remove far from me vanity and lies. So, vanity, if you think about Ecclesiastes, is absolute useless pursuits. Useless pursuits. There's nothing the matter with accumulating things, as long as you understand their tools and you're going to use them to help other people. But if your primary focus is that slogan like I saw on a bumper sticker one time, you know, whoever dies with the most toys wins. <laughs> oh, man. They're in for a shock. Because on the other side of this world, nobody's going to ask anybody how much they got. 
Why? Because when you come into the planet, you got nothing. When you leave, you got nothing except what you take with you. And that means people and the love that God gives you from the life you live. So here's the thing. Vanity is chasing stuff that doesn't mean anything. I used to work at a country club uh, in uh, various servant positions, uh, maintenance of their the golf course kind of stuff, and waiting tables and things like that, servant kind of stuff. Okay, and it, and I saw a ton of people there over the years. And I was there for, oh man, five, six years. Anyway, I saw a lot of people, a lot of rich people. Very, very wealthy people. These were people who had retired from major corporations. And, you know, they didn't look any happier than anyone else I saw in town. Not really. I heard a lot of complaining from people like that. And it doesn't, no. Flip side, I saw some wonderful people, had lots of money, uh, but their attitude was different. All right, and I'm not saying once again, I'm not saying oh, having money's wrong. That's not what I'm getting at. What I'm getting at is, is there was a distinct difference between people who had money and were living for other people, and 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 trying to do what God wanted them to do, and people that were just 100% living for themselves, trying to uh, collect stuff. And while I was out there, one thing that happened pretty regular, unfortunately, is people would end themselves. One guy tied an anchor around his foot and threw himself, jumped into the third lake. Now, that's kind of, you know, oh, well, point being, vanity, pursuing stuff that doesn't last is destructive. And that's what this guy is trying to say. He's saying, look, I realize it. I realize it. You know, and having a life that is based and built on deceiving other people and lying to other people doesn't work well either. And that, those two ideas kind of go together. Because when you get wrapped up into vanity, you start having to create your own little world with, all, with, with uh, falsehood. And uh, wow, that comes around, falls down around your ears eventually. Now, now here's the thing. Here, this, the second half of this is the clincher. Because that's the first thing. Second thing is, he says, Give me neither poverty nor riches. What's that about? He doesn't want to be rich and he doesn't want to be poor. You know why? Because he understands people and the human heart from this perspective. The next statement is, he says, feed me with the food that is needful for me. In, other, you, in the Lord's Prayer, you've got, give us this day our daily bread. Same concept. Give me a, a, enough to take care of me, God. 
And why why does he ask that? He, because in, in verse 9, he says, Least I be full and deny you. And say, Who is the Lord? So, if you have too much stuff, all of a sudden, you start thinking, Oh, I, I did all this. Yeah, yeah, this is all mine. I did this jazz. And then you get focused on yourself. And then you become an island unto yourself in the middle of the ocean. And that's a very lonely place to be. And you start deceiving yourself with the falsehoods again and start chasing vanity thinking that it's all about what? You know, all about me and not about God. But on the flip side, he also realizes this. He says, or at least I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. Now it's interesting. If you look up the uh, the uh, Old Testament teaching about stealing, so if somebody got caught, they usually had to return what they gave, but not just return what they stole, but sevenfold. In other words, you steal one jacket, you got to give that jacket, you know, a jacket, that jacket back with seven other jackets. It wasn't okay. Let's go out and cut his head off, or let's go out and beat him till he's almost dead. You know, it's none of that. It's a recompense, which, by the way, is the same idea of repentance. But, uh, but yeah, you can you can you can get to a point where you're so desperate that you end up stealing stuff. And he's saying, God, keep me from that, because you know that's going to profane your name. They're going to catch me, <laughs> and when that happens, they're going to wait a minute. Aren't you a preacher? <laughs> And there have been preachers, unfortunately, caught stealing money from churches. Now, I don't think they were, you know, starving. But the issue is, that profanes the name of God. That profanes the name of God. So, the focus on that, and this is what I love, balance. He's talking about balance balance in dear lord give me balance help me stay in the balanced zone with you so that i can be a good servant for you don't let me be lying and, and seeking weird junk all the time but keep me in the zone so i can be a useful person productive and not just, you know, and, and by the way, productivity doesn't always mean, okay, I'm working at the church. I'm not productive if I'm not at the church. That's not what I'm saying. During your life, if you're an artist, a law enforcement, government official, believe it or not, yes, even politician, you can be productive for God in that position. No matter what that is, waiter, restaurant owner, cook, whatever, you know, any any occupation, but there's got to be that balance. So I look at this as a prayer, actually. I think it's perfect for a prayer. Ask God 
and that's why I, I, I love this segment. Ask God and just say, hey, God, there are two things I want to ask of you, and please don't, please don't tell me no, because I'd really like to do these. I'd really get this down before I die. Please help me you know, keep falsehood and lying people away from me, and please don't let me do it to other people. Or please keep you know, help me keep from doing that to other people. Don't make me too poor so I got to steal to eat. But please don't make me too rich so that I think that all my power comes from money. And then I, you know, I'm, I wake up and think, oh, I did it all myself. Who is God? But help me be focused on you. That's the prayer. I love that. I mean, it's, I mean, it really is. It's just grassroots kind of stuff. So, with that, if you don't have verses like that, please look through the Bible and see if God won't show you some that just lock for you. Because it can really help grow you, mature you, and help. And, and, and those are fancy code words for get closer to God. So, let me encourage you. And keep Thank on you keeping for listening on. to this edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your efforts.